He did the stare and drive on you, didn't he? He got that from me. We're live already? We are live. Live from New York City. It's Saturday night. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome back to our Fast and the Furious Half-Ass Movie Reviews. And today we're up to Too Fast, Too Furious, which came out in 2003, directed by John Singleton, the same guy who gave us one of 19, well, the 90s best films in Boys in the Hood. Yes, yes. He directed that, and he also directed a little movie called Baby Boy. That's how he met Tyrese. Tyrese, which, yes. Which I hate that movie, but my wife loves it, so. I never saw that, so uh. I can't speak on that one. However, I can speak on Too Fast, Too Furious. Yep, which again, like we said, 2003, and in this film, brings back Paul Walker, but not Vin Diesel and the original director, Robert Cohen, and yeah. pretty much just a whole new cast. They go from L.A., now they're in Miami. Yeah, Paul Walker's the only returning cast member. Um, bit of a bummer there, but again, you know, where we are today, it, I guess it sort of makes sense, but um, we, get the, we get the band back together in, in another movie or two, so... Uh, too Fast, Too Furious. I remember when this movie came out. Mm -hmm. I don't think I seen a Fast and Furious movie in theaters until the fourth one. Really? I actually have never seen a Fast and Furious movie in the theater except for one. And it's not even a real Fast and Furious movie. I saw Hobbs and Shaw. It's the only, really? It's the only one I've ever seen in the movies. I Yeah, I, I seen four, five, and six in theaters. And maybe seven. Um... No, I don't think I've seen 7 in theaters. I definitely didn't see 8 or 9 in theaters, but I am pumped to see 10 in theaters. Well, that's why we're doing these reviews. It's yeah. all leading up to Fast 10. Yeah, I, I kind of like wrote it off for a little bit. Then I was like, you know what? You got to disbelieve everything and just enjoy it with a big old bowl of popcorn and just have a great time. And that's the best way to watch these movies. And now I fucking love these movies. Well, like, I, I always did. I always loved them. And then like 7 and 8, that's... They kind of lost me there, and then I came back and rewatched them. I said, the fuck was I thinking? These movies are fantastic. Well, that's the whole thing. I, I, actually, the original Fuzz, who has his own YouTube channel now you guys should check out, we were talking in the comments section on the original Fast and Furious, and I, I even said to him, I was like, you just... Like I, I was missing out. You're not supposed to take these movies that serious. Like no. I, I tuned out after six with that long runway, which was basically the entire length of the country. I was like, I'm done. I was like, I can't fucking believe that they put that in the movie. And then I thought about it, and I was like, I'm being an idiot. I'm not supposed to take these movies that seriously. I'm right. supposed to just, like Matt said, pop a bowl of popcorn, turn your brain off, and just enjoy. And just mm -hmm. watch it for what it is, which yep. is, in this case, a very colorful, very fun, somewhat stupid great movie in Too Fast, Too Furious. Now, yes. me and Matt differ on our letterbox grades because I don't think that this is a good movie, but did I fucking sit there with a shit-eating grin on my face the whole time, smiling and enjoying myself? Yeah, I did. So I still gave it two and a half stars, but that doesn't mean I didn't like it. I actually love it. <laughs> so I gave it four stars on letterbox. However, my rating system is different, where mm -hmm. I could care less about like the director's vision or the way the cinematography and the way things were shot. I care, did I have a good time watching the movie? Now, if I go back in time and I look, what are you doing? <laughs> I feel like you're sitting higher than me and I don't like that you're lording over me and right. fix my chair. <laughs> so, I like to look at my letterbox, but like if I'm standing in front of my shelf and, all right, we'll just too fast, too furious. When's the last time I watched that? I don't know. Oh, I gave it four stars. I must have had a great time watching that. So that's how I do my letterbox, where you judge the film on being a film. I judge it on how much did I enjoy my time with that movie. Gotcha. Well, you know, it's two different ways of looking at it, because this is very much, I would say there's a difference between film and movie, and this is very much a movie. Yes, yes. And it's a good one. I wouldn't I, consider any of them films. Yeah, I mean, They're the first movies. one is pretty, is, is the most grounded, because this yeah. is when we start to get into, like, some lunacy territory. Right, yeah, right off the bat. Uh, oh, the race, and that's yeah. we'll dive right in. Because yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of notes about this race, because first, before we dive into the movie, there was a prelude, which I watched on the 4K, well, it's on the Blu-ray in the 4K set. Yes. Which came out, which is to bridge the gap of how bridge Brian got to Miami, because... Yeah. 
The movie opens, Brian's already a very established street racer, he's winning races, you know, people are afraid of him beating them. And he's not a cop anymore. Not a cop anymore. He's left the force after he let uh, Vin Diesel go at the end of the first one, and basically he got charged for yes. a bunch of crimes with so that. So the prelude, it doesn't explain exactly what happens at the end of Fast and Furious, because at the very end he's just walking towards the sirens and then the, and it cuts the credits. So the prelude basically starts where he's looking at the looking at himself in a mirror which i guess was his house or apartment which you never see because in the first one he lived at harry's but then he hangs his badge on the thing he packs a bag and he takes off and i think he buys a beat up old skyline and he just races his way to miami you know along the way he's doing all these different races so he's got to go across the country from california and he's headed east towards miami and he uh, he's he's racing and taking all this money and just upgrading car, upgrading car, upgrading car until we get that beautiful skyline that he has in the beginning of Too Fast, Too Furious. Yep, and I think this movie opens on the race, if I'm correct. So it opens up. We have that uh, that cool Universal logo where mm-hmm. they do like now this was like right off the heels of part part one where now everyone in the world is about. The, the car culture and the tuning culture and just rims on everything, Lamborghini doors, hydraulics, airbag suspension, just where all these crazy modifications came around and you know, this might have came out the same year as under, the first underground by the underglow. way. Underglow. I mm, I wanna say underground has a, at least been around maybe part two when No, this, came this out. was definitely no part two was definitely oh four. Yeah? I'm pretty sure that this came... And what year is this movie? Oh, two. oh, three. Oh, three? Need for Speed Underground. I'm going to look it up right now. The original? The original. With Little John? Was Little John in that? I just remember the second one, Riders on the Storm. With the, uh, well, that was the second one. The first one was Little John. To the window! To the wall! To the sweat run! Oh, actually, yeah, as soon as you log up... Dum-dum-dum. That that was the beginning of uh, Need for Speed Underground on the on the main menu. Fantastic game, fuck man. 2003, yeah. So I want, I'm ready to boot up my GameCube right now. Yeah, 03 because Need for Speed came out yearly, and I know 05's most wanted, so 03 had to be Underground and Underground. I loved the Underground series. Oh my so god, and, they, and it died so fast. I'm ready to boot that up on yeah. fucking GameCube. But like right you now. just said, that this is when the they were just making these cars were shows. I forgot because they've yep. really gone a lot more. They pulled that back so hard. We don't get yes. neon cars yeah. are. Flat colored now, matte finishes. Yeah, a little one more realistic. Color. Yeah, yeah. But back then, though, they were like they you don't had... pop the hood. The, the entire engine bay is chrome and colorful and all that. None of that anymore. Now yeah. we have more realistic. But it did make sense to go to Miami for that because Miami, the city itself, is very colorful. Mm. So going them them going to Miami for this movie did make a lot of sense. And so the sense. movie opens up. We get that cool Universal sign comes through there and then we see a believe it's a dodge ram um pulls up and they are putting a roads closed sign mm-hmm. um so now we're blocking off the road looks like we're getting ready to do some street races they just they're closing a few roads along the way and then we get to i believe the first person we really see is ludicrous right yep with his afro looking and his awesome. uh, big ufo uh jumpsuit that he's got on yep remember ufos oh, oh my, my god, god. Now, I have a lot of questions about Ludacris in this movie, and we'll get to them, but uh, right off the bat, man, uh, so basically he said he used to street race, right? And now he Right, and then he hit the wall, so now he just organizes. Yep, and he runs that shop. Tej's. Yeah, yeah his, now, his name is Tej in the movie. Yep. yep, and yeah, well, Ludacris would eventually become a big part of the franchise, but this is where we first saw him, and he's on setting up the street race, and they got three races there, and I think they need a fourth. Yeah, it's an unwritten rule that, uh, you know, they just kind of made up on the fly, which is fine. So we have uh, the guy from Prison Break. Yes, which um, I wanted to bring up. Uh, what was his name on Prison Break? I was having a hard time remembering. Sucre. Sucre, yeah. yeah. He, he was uh, He was the part. He was the shared cell with Michael. Yes, awesome yep. fucking show, Prison Break. Yeah, if you have So he was that. in. Now, they, there was a fun fact that all the cars that were in this first race played a major role in the original movie. I could see that. That makes sense because so what, an RX-7? Su- the Sucre guy is an RX-7, which Dom drove. Uh-huh. Then the uh, the other guy in, like, the 
with him and, and his girlfriend, I guess, they had, like, the matching outfits, the, yeah. like, the tan I actually brown. had a problem with this right That's off the bat. That's a Supra. Yeah. So Brian had the Supra in the first one. Mm -hmm. And then Suki, which is the girl, that pink car is a Honda S2000, which um, Johnny, Tran. Johnny Tran drove. Mm -hmm. And then Brian pulls up in his Skyline, yeah. which was not in the first one. There well, actually, Leon had the, yellow, Scott, the, old the yellow The yellow one was the Skyline. It's actually the same car. I'm trying to find that. I believe the Godzilla is the term we use for those. Uh, I'm not a giant Skyline guy, but I know Godzilla is a term. I'm not 100% sure uh, if that one is considered the Godzilla. I I'm don't trying know. to find that girl's name. I don't have Suki. Su I know it's Suki. Oh, something Aoki. It's the that that rave DJ guy, Steve Aoki. It's his sister. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Look at the face. They, they kind of look alike. Do they? Wow. I had no, I just recognized her face because I remember she was in a bunch of stuff at the time. I don't know if she does anything anymore. but I, I don't know anything else that she was in. <sighs> her face was so familiar. I know I've seen her in other things. So anyway, we get to the starting line. We only have three people. And then Ludacris' character, Tej, says, all right, if we don't have a fourth, you're not racing. And then they're all like, oh, I don't know who to get. I don't know who to yeah, get. And then, they and then Ted's like, how about I settle this? I'll get any, I'll get somebody. And they said, yeah, sure, bring them on. And he goes, anybody I want. Just to, like, just to be careful because Brian yeah. is the best. So he makes the call on his next tell. Brian's just getting out of the shower on his houseboat. And he gives him four minutes to get there. Now, I don't know how far away he is, but apparently he makes it there in the four minutes he, he throws on clothes he jumps into the skyline and he flies across town to get to the starting line they he's coming through the crowd hitting the nitrous purge watching all the, the all the nitrous purge come out of the uh the side of the car to clear the crowd and then they say oh shit it's brian and i feel like the angle that they shot this at is the same angle they shot vin diesel at in the first one when he's getting out of his car for the first race it's possible it looked that way so he comes up, he shows his face, and we have our boy Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. And, and $3,500 buy-in for this. Well, he actually raised the price, actually. Yeah, he said, because uh, Ludacris said, the, how are these guys, deep pockets? Yeah, he's like, yeah, real deep. He said, all right, let, how about we raise it a nickel? So I guess he just raised it 500 bucks. I guess maybe the original... Was three Because it was, it was 3500 they raised for it, so maybe well, three grand was the original. So. And this is my first big complaint. That girl, he's with, she's with the one guy, and she's, he's like, you think I'm going to win? And she's like you better when we have rent, we have due. rent to pay i'm yeah. like if you have rent to pay and you have thirty five hundred dollars cash sitting there what is your rent yeah <laughs> yeah <I guess. laughs> well you know maybe they'd, they'd like to live lavish I, I guess but like i mean you could probably go home and pay your rent and have some money well i mean and it's between the car the clothes they were wearing they they definitely spend a lot of money i so. guess i mean i guess they're all winners at some point because they all do have nice cars and mm -hmm. but then they start the race and this race is way different than the race in the first one because yes. there's a lot of turns. Yeah, the first one is just a straight-up drag race where this one is would be considered a circuit race if you're a need-for-speed person. Yep. So uh, it is one complete lap around a designated course. Mm -hmm. So the race is going pretty good. And then right at the end, Ludacris's character says, I got a surprise for y'all. And he contacts his buddy on the radio they open up a drawbridge, maybe a quarter of the way, to set up a little ramp. Now, this is where we uh, we gotta leave. Forget what you know. We gotta. You gotta believe. You just take a leap of faith. Yes. Yeah, because this would destroy everyone's car. Hundred, hundred and ten percent. Okay. Yes. There is no. And then. I think the first one to go over is the guy in the Supra, the one with the rent to pay. Yeah. And then Brian's right on his ass, double nitrous, jumps over him midair. Pretty cool. Pretty cool scene. The guy in the Supra lands, and he blows out a tire, which you would blow out the entire front end of the car. Um, then he crashes. Yeah, so it's that's a somewhat Pepsi realistic. sign, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Brian lands scot-free. Uh, Sucre's character, the in the red uh, RX-7. Smartest guy in the room. Yeah, he said, oh, hell no. Rips the e-brake, stops the car, and then one of the best parts of the movie, yeah. Suki in the S2000, just running her own race. She's not going to win. She's not going to lose. She just wants to have fun, it looks like. She sails the S2000 and just in midair smack that ass that's all she screams like that a lot yeah, yeah. that's pretty funny um no context but uh you know i guess she's just that's her saying whatever and uh, it <laughs> blows the bumper off the front of the car yeah it blows the like that's 
somewhat realistic, but it would fucking fold. The car would fold. That's what I'm saying, and it's got to at least blow the radio. Like, $3,500, every car is getting more than $3,500 worth of damage on that. Well, not Brian's, not a fucking not scratch. Not a scratch. He won not that race scratch. clean and easy, it looked like. Yeah, no, 100% fake. So... Then uh, he gets out of the car, he collects his money, he hands a few bucks to Tej for organizing and, yeah, respect. Respect. That's, uh, you know, he called him up, he wouldn't have made that money without Tej. So Tej uh, looks like he handed him maybe like a thousand bucks or a couple hundred bucks. And then he he looks to the side and he sees Eva Mendes. Mm-hmm. Smoking hot Eva Mendes. Gorgeous. This is where I first saw Eva Mendes. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, you know what? If I you say Hitch, Hitch came out in 05. But this is two years before She that. was in Hitch, yeah. No, I wouldn't say Hitch. I was thinking Training Day. But oh, but I definitely saw this before Training Day. I've probably seen this before Training Day as well. So, yeah. Either way, Eva Mendez, smoke show. Uh, oh, yeah. He oh, sees gorgeous. her on the side. What? Gorgeous, man. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ryan Gosling is a lucky man. Mm. So, yeah, he just sees her on the side. No context to why she's there. We don't see her again until... She smirks and she walks away, and now uh, yeah, I just figured out why she was there. I still don't understand. I guess she was just she was scouting. Scouting. That's it. For uh, well, she's a cop, and I guess she's scouting. And then I guess she somehow ran all these names and found that Brian used to be a cop. Maybe because that's why else would they pick Brian? And why was the other cop there? Who we'll see in the next. Anyway, she was scouting for the uh, (laughs) the plot. um, We'll say, and uh, then this is when the cops show up, right? Yes. So we get um. Everyone's like, all right, well, it's time to leave. And then, uh, does someone get it on the scanner? Or, no, I just well, we just hear sirens. You just hear sirens. Yeah, they so all every, start running. Yeah, everyone uh, starts running. They scatter. Brian jumps back into the skyline. Some people get away. You know, we're cornering the cops. A couple cops crash. And then Brian is looks to be getting making a clean getaway. He clears the way for a few other guys. And then the cops jump out of the car and shoot his car with, like, this hook thing. This is my first question for you. Is that real? Is it real? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, maybe. I never seen it. Like, it looks something straight out of a video game. So. Well, yeah, because it just fucks up the electronics. Yeah, the idea was it, it punctures the, the fucking the body panels of the car. Now, I guess, like, the metal car conducts electricity and it somehow get, talks to the ECU and just... It's like a, almost like a... What's that... An EMT. Yes, an EMP. EMP. It's yep. almost like an EMP where it just fries all the electronics in the car, and, you know, it's a fuel-injected car, so it's going to shut down the fucking ECU, the fuel injector, so it shuts down the car. So now he, he's caught, and then we get that look yeah. to the camera. I know, and they <laughs> zoom in three separate yeah, times. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and he looks to the camera. And I was more upset about the fact that he hit that freaking sign and fucked up the front end. Cause yeah, that's a beautiful well, skyline. No, it, was a, it was the parking meter. Yeah, I love that skyline. Mm-hmm. And it's only in that scene. Uh, that's a sky- We've talked about um, every freaking car game, Forza, I always download that skyline paint scheme and I get that yeah, skyline. Because yeah. I love that's that That's a popular one and it's not long-lived in the series. No, it's not. Just in this scene. That's it. And that's over. Mm. Right. So now we move to the next scene and... He's basically in what in a briefing room. Basically, or? he got arrested. He's in um. Oh, uh, no, he's no. being interviewed by he, that one yes, cop. Walks in. Right. I. I. I what do they call scene. those rooms? I skipped this in an interrogation room. That's it. He's in the interrogation room, and he's denying that he's Paul. Uh, Paul Walker. Brian O'Connor. That he's Brian O'Connor. And then what's his? Uh, what's the chief's name? The uh, the guy from the last episode. Let's find his name before we move any further, because I want to make sure I get the guy's name right. His name is Tom Barry as Agent Bilkins. Bilkins. He was uh, his basically he was his handler when he was undercover in L.A. Yeah, so Bilkins comes across the screen, walks in the room. Paul Walker makes eye contact. You basically see him with his eyes. He's like, "Oh shit, mm-hmm. I'm caught." Yeah, because this guy knows who Brian O'Connor is. I can't right. lie anymore. So they shoot the shit, and they basically uh, they talk Brian into doing a little job for them. Well, there was a reason why they were able to talk him into it. Because he apparently, by letting Vin Diesel go, committed all of these crimes in L.A. And they will get rid of that rap sheet as long as he does this for him. But he's like, I'm not doing this alone. Right. I have a guy that has to do it with me because they had a guy. Hold on. Yeah, so he's in the briefing room. And then they bring some nerd. You know, he's, he's just... He's got his pants tucked into his shirt. Well, was picked out by that customs pants. agent. Yeah, they're picked out. And just some nerd doesn't look like a street racer or 
you know, he's not a cool guy and he's sitting there with his stupid pizza cup and Brian goes, hey, what's up, bro? I guess we're working together. Hey, real quick, what motor would be better in my Skyline? A Gallo 12 or a Gallo 24? Oh. I actually, I had no idea and what the fuck this was either. So. The, the pizza cup said Gallo's Pizzeria. Oh. So that's why he said that. Oh, so he has no so, idea about cars. Well, yeah, so the guy looks at the agent and he's like, go ahead, answer it. And he's like, oh, Gallo 24, just because it's the highest number. He's like, that's funny. I didn't know pizza places made in engines. Okay, so this joke yeah. went way over my head. I right, had no yeah. fucking clue. I'm so, thinking like, what the fuck's a Gallo? He was testing. Yeah, exactly. He was testing him like... A real car person would know what the fuck again. What the fuck is a Gallo? Yeah. Jerry. Jerry Gallo. It's yeah. not a real thing. Yeah. So he he tested him. Well, it was Gallo's pizzeria. So maybe it's possible. So he's like, look, I, I can't work with somebody like this. If I'm undercover, he needs to know his shit. So he goes, I will work with. I will do this job, but if I pick the my partner, I pick the driver. Yep, and, and then they said, "All right." And is this when we hard cut to a demolition derby? We hard cut to a demolition. Der no, he says he actually gives the name. He said Roman Pierce. Yes. And then uh, he go, and then we get the hard cut to Barstow. Yeah. In the where is Barstow? California. It, it is California. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I think thought it was like Mexico or something. No, I think it said California. Uh, for, you should have it in front of your screen. Doesn't say. Oh, it is Barstow, California. Brian heads home to Barstow, California. Okay, makes sense. So they flew to California, picked sense. him up, and then went back. See, I thought they were actually still in Florida until it said Barstow, until this time. I thought that they were just, another, he would just happen to be living in Florida. Right, so we, we hard cut, fly to Barstow, California, and now we are on the grandstands of a little uh, demolition derby event. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get, like, these cool shots of just his arms or his hands on the wheel. We... It's a big reveal. We don't know who it is yet. Yeah, I don't know. It's Tyrese. Unless you've seen like the movie posters and the trailers. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Tyrese Gibson. So we find Tyrese. He wins the uh, the demolition derby, and Paul Walker tries to approach him, and he's just ignoring him. He actually makes eye contact with him in the stands. He's like, "Oh fuck!" Like he wants nothing to do with him. Like, why is this guy here? So he tries talking to him, and then uh, he's ignoring him, and then. Uh, Brian Paul Walker says to the chief, hey, whatever happens next, just ignore it. And he's like, all right, cool, whatever. So he calls him Rome, and he turns around, and he's like, oh, my homeboys call me Rome. So he walks up to him, they have a little uh, little tiff-taff, and um, Roman Pierce was arrested for some sort of crime he committed, and he kind of blames Brian for it, but Brian had no idea he was doing it. He yeah. was a cop, and he calls him a pig and all that stuff, so... He felt betrayed, I guess. And also, it should be noted that Roman Pierce is under house arrest right now. Where does he live? In a trailer. Now, yes. could you do that? Because that's a genius idea. Yeah, it is. You can <laughs> move the trailer. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why do you think I'm parked so close to the track? Right, right, right. <laughs> so they get into a little fight. Uh, Rome still fights like shit, according to Brian. Yep. You still fight like shit. I love that fight scene, actually. <laughs> it's funny, because they do actually kind of seem like they were childhood friends. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, we find out that they grew up together in Barstow, California. They were best friends, and then they went their separate ways. I guess Rome chose a life of crime, where Brian chose a life of being a cop. But, you know, his, Brian's number one thing is his heart and uh, family. Yeah. That's why we let Vin Diesel go. And uh, I guess he's he feels bad for I don't know. I, I think don't. he does feel guilty. He's like especially since now he's not a cop anymore, and he's probably like you know uh, I got to go back for my boy. And they basically make him they give him the same deal too. Like yeah, you know they, they give him an offer. Yep. You take this guy down, and we'll clear your record. So I just like how uh, the cops to bust this drug lord or whatever crime they just need these street racers these drivers oh my god the plot of this movie is <laughs> why ridiculous. not just a swat team but okay well i guess they need somebody they needed to, to prove that he to did infiltrate it. and get the whatever yeah. whatever we wouldn't have a movie without it yeah so. whatever the, the next scene it doesn't is, matter <laughs> well the next scene is them giving them the cars right at the garage well well we get to uh we get back to miami and we're walking into the station roman is rubbing his ankle because he finally got the anklet off and mm -hmm. feels yeah. weird 
And Brian's wearing that long-ass fucking chopper shirt that everybody used to wear back in 2003 yeah. with the shorts. That yep. was a look. If you yeah, were there, cool. I, like, I actually watched it. I was like, damn, he looks fucking cool. He does look cool because yeah. I had that shirt. I like that. Everybody used to wear shirts like that back then. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. That's 20 years ago, by the way, in case wow. you're wondering. Yeah, I was thinking of bringing that back this summer. I mean, we can. We won't fit in. People are definitely going to say something. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm going to do it. That was a look, man. I had that look. I miss it. The vans and the tall sock. Uh, so we are back in Miami, and uh, we are, I guess, are we in the briefing room? Yes. So they bring them, they brief them, and now we're in the garage, right? So hold on. So yes, we were back at some facility, and then we get introduced to Eva Mendez as an undercover agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets out of the back of the van. We get the we get the cars. We get that uh, the the Lance the Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution Nine, I believe it is. Evo, yeah. Evo Nine. Evo Nine. And then we get the also a Mitsubishi Spider Eclipse mm-hmm. uh, GTX GTS. Anyway, um, I don't love the convertible. No, the convertible is not for me. I would have chose the Evo as well. But uh, you know, Tyrese is like. Huh, I'm getting the convertible, so you yeah, can have that. He wanted the fucking convertible. Yeah. And I would have wanted the Evo. Yeah, same. Mm. So um, they are on their way to... Do, 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 oh, where they, they? He, she was able to score them a... Basically, it's a, you could earn your job with coal. Yes, all right, 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 right. So we get uh, we get in the cars. Eva Mendez rides with Brian. Tyrese is like, how come she gets to ride with you? And she's like, well, you got the convertible. <laughs> so he gets the girl. So now we are racing to um, Verone's place, the uh, the person we're trying to take down. Played now. by Cole Hauser, and yes. his name in this movie is Carter Verone, a ruthless Argentina drug lord. By the way, white man, not Spanish at all. Dazed and confused. Dazed and confused, and Goodwill Hunting, and he's actually on Yellowstone right now, playing a cowboy. So interesting. So in this movie, uh, they opted to go with him, and he doesn't even try to put a Spanish. So this is one on. of my favorite parts of the movie, actually. Really, this racing? Yeah, I absolutely love this. So we I get love to this Ver- scene too, actually. we get to Verones, um, and this is their yeah. They get an audition, so they pull up. We see uh, we see those two greaser guys, the the older guys in the muscle shirts and the the Yanko Camaro and the the Challenger, and uh, <coughs> Tyrese. They they said says something stupid like, "Hey, uh, where'd you get those cars and a bottle of uh, bag of Cracker Jacks?" And Tyrese is like, "Haha, real funny, Fonzie." <laughs> 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 and uh, that's pretty funny, but um, Tyrese is great in this movie. Yeah, I like Tyrese. <laughs> so. Uh, they get up to Verone and they, they take everyone's licenses and he says, all right, my car is at the impound lot, um, but what's more important is what's in the, the center, glove, the glove box. Um, if you guys want this job, you'll, re- you'll go retrieve this package. That is all. So he sets them free. Everyone runs to the cars. Now, very cool cars here. All of so them. Someone had a Viper. Well, we have the Evo and the and the the Spider, which we know. Then those the two muscle guys or the the older gentlemen and the the Yanko Camaro, which is fucking awesome. You you know what a Yanko is? Yes. Like those are that and the that, Challenger, which yeah, is beautiful too. No, the Challenger. There's also the red saline Mustang. I knew the saline, especially since we've been talking about them lately. I yeah, was I was, I've been looking at those actually recently. I almost picked up a white one recently. Same year, everything. Same uh, everything. Beautiful. Beautiful yeah, car. nice car. It is a nice car. Yeah. Um, there was the Viper, then there was a Corvette, and a BMW, which I thought was a little. Well, random. I thought that was weird. It stuck the, out in the, comparison. The BMW was a bit random. Yeah. And uh, so we are on. The, we're all racing to the boatyard. And, and this uh, brings me to plot hole number two. How did the cops not know the two cops? in charge didn't know that they would be racing why did you give them those cars yeah we give them these these cars to be undercover street racers and then as soon as they start racing around we're gonna go chase, chase them. them like they're running oh shit these guys are running what do you think they're doing <laughs> you have gps on i'm them. not entirely sure why because so all right so we'll get there in a second so we are on the way to the boatyard we're racing down i-95 i believe it was was it it was because they they mentioned that on uh the police scanner so we're racing down i-95 and that saline really takes a... I'm really upset about the red Mustang. It didn't last long. It tr- he tries to get in between these two, uh, these two trucks. He bounces off one tire, bang, 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 gets ran over. And then the Corvette blasts right into it. So that gets rid of that, those guys. Um, 
The BMW, I believe, plows into those like water, those yellow water things. Basically to protect them from dying instead yep. of hitting the cement. And then all we got left is the Viper, which I think eventually makes it to the boatyard with the Yanko Camaro and the, um, and the Challenger. Yep. So as soon as we get there, Brian and, and uh, Tyrese get there first. And um, Rome ta Tyrese Rome takes off his, uh, his shirt. Punches through the window of the Ferrari that the smart man because I wouldn't have thought of that. Well, he's an idiot because Brian just goes and opens the door because it was unlocked. Yeah, but I mean, still, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought to break a window with something on your hand. We're looking for the package. We find they find this little yellow envelope in the glove box. We go to get back in the cars, and then Fonzie and the Challenger pull up. They're ready to pull the gun out to you know try to get the package, but the cops come. Mm -hmm. So, like you said. Why are the cops come? I think it would have been a better scene to just get rid of the cops altogether and have... Those four. Ha like, have them shoot it out or, or whatever, figure it out. Because they do end up having a rivalry throughout this entire movie. Right. So the cops come, Rome shoots at them, and we all get away, right? We, yeah, we get away. Gets we, away. We get back to Verone's, and they are the winners. You know, he hands them the package, and he opens the package right in front of him, just a cigar. Yep. And he goes, we did all that for a cigar? And he goes, no, you did all that for a job. Yeah, it basically, you won the job. That's all it was. Yeah. Bring that cigar back to me and you get to, you know, you get to basically be my runners for me. Yeah, so Verone's like, uh, Verone, Rome goes, uh, hey, you got any food up in there? Because he's got a big Miami mansion, security everywhere. Um, <laughs> I so love he, this. he's like, all right, yeah, come on in. He sits him by the pool with Eva Mendez and they're sitting there, they're having lunch. He inv he invites them to the club later. Yes. To, to Which go to I, club. I thought that this is what, because I saw this movie, you know, when it first came out, I burned the hell out of this DVD. I thought all clubs were going to look like that when I got to be 18. Mm. Not true. A no. lot of shitty clubs where we live. Yes. yes and yes. I don't even like them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, we get invited to the club and then on the way out, Rome tries stealing his little uh, cigar cutter, and he gets caught. Anyway, no big deal. So we are... Well, did you bring up the... Is this the scene also with the cop when they're looking for the window, the 15-minute window he needs? I think that's after. So we'll just say they go to the club first, either way or... Because they are back-to-back -back scenes. And at the club, this is where we see Verone first. Uh, he actually has a friend in the... Uh, you know, I guess it's paying him off. And the police force, and he needs this 15-minute window for the job that they're going to do. Scoping the place out, Verone calls him over to the VIP lounge. They do some bullshitting, and then he goes, come on, let's have some fun. I want to show you something. Mm -hmm. Then we get the guy who's... Uh, From it, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, and I believe he's in The Dark Knight also, right? Uh, Batman Begins, and he's Batman also Begins. in Memento. Oh, this guy plays three roles. He plays a biker. A dirty cop. A dirty cop, or a regular cop. There's a lot of dirty cops, though. <laughs> I guess it's the long hair. <laughs> yep. So he uh, he gets persuaded by a young lady to come to the back room. They hold him down, and they put a rat in a metal pail on his belly. Mm -hmm. Then he takes a torch. We're going to heat up that pail. And uh, once it gets too hot in there, the rat's going to want out, and the only way out is down mm -hmm. through his belly. So they're holding it. It's burning him. It's biting him. And he's saying, look, I need a 15-minute window from whenever to get my money from here to there without cops' attention. You got to you gotta do because I guess he's like... He's guy. basically, he's the guy who's also in charge of all the other detectives keeping an eye on all his, uh, yeah. I guess, front businesses. He's the guy who could uh, get it done. Because the job is basically to basically, he wants to move his money to that, well, they think it's an airstrip, but they want he basically just wants to get all his money out of there and he wants to go with it and that's the whole thing. So he needs somebody to run all that money and that's what they had hired to do. Right, so... We get, uh, we get our window, we let the guy go, and then I believe it's the next day, we are at Tej's garage. Which, again, I, I just want to point out, Ludacris left this life. He is living the best fucking life I've ever seen of anybody. He's at work. He didn't leave the life. Well, he like literally- He just doesn't race, he organizes the no, races. No, I'm just saying, he left this life running this garage to go be with them, like, you know, and live in LA and travel the world, become this big hijacker, bank robber, whatever the hell it is they oh, do he in left, the future. you're saying he left Tej's garage. Yeah, he had the best job. Yeah, he had He's, a pretty sweet garage, some real cool mechanic friends, a, a, a great crew. They're running wave runners. They're on the, the water, the you know, so they pull up with the two cars and he goes, he has the mechanic check him out to, to, you know, look for the GPS and stuff like that. 
make sure everything's kosher on the car. And uh, he goes to the back, which is on the water. They're racing wave runners back there, betting on the races and all that stuff. And Roman is like, he's in heaven. There's girls in bikinis. There's everyone's drinking beers. Everyone's having a great time. It's just a, a big old party. And he's like, this is how they do it in Miami. And Brian's like, every day. So it looks like a great time. I would love to do something like that. that Again, awesome. left that job. Yeah, crazy. Left that job. The mechanic goes, hey, these things are hot. You know, <clears throat> this is a crazy GPS system. It's wired into everything. I don't know what I can do. So Brian and Roman are like, well, you know what? Fuck these cars. Let's get our own. So we call up Fonzie and the other guy, and we say, we're going to street. Oh, oh, before we do that. They, they they noticed they're being tailed by uh, Verone's guys. Oh, this is funny, actually. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, Roman goes over there and, and distracts them and pretends to clean their windshield with, I guess, maybe gas or something, and they lights their windshield on fire. So they that's a distraction, so they can lose their tail, and they go back to the police headquarters to inform and give them some of the information. And that's actually the first time we uh, we see the captain. He's wearing a, a ridiculous shirt, and he's like my day off <laughs> so i guess it's just taking in the miami life right <laughs> yep <laughs> so we're back at the police headquarters and uh rome grabs the guy's lunch and he's like hey that's mine he says so <laughs> he just starts eating it while they're they're Food look good by e the way they're exchanging it was like a wrap or something they're exchanging information and then from there it skips to the night scene where we go to um the race the race between the camaro the challenger versus the evo and the spider now this is not completely inaccurate well they did want to point out that those two cars would beat the other two cars right. the camaro However, and the charger would beat those i still Challenger. think in a straight up race from a dig which is stop like a dig is just a complete regular, full stop a right complete full stop where a roll race would be you get to a certain amount mile an hour and then you start um i think honestly the evo would be the number one contender i think because that's all-wheel drive and you the know, Evo doesn't start the race, though. you got to remember that. The Spider it, starts it. It doesn't, but I'm saying, out of all four of these cars, you know, the Yanko and the Challenger, they looked pretty stock for the most part. They did, and which I always thought was weird in this movie, is they so, don't really, like, put any bells and whistles on those well, cars you at don't, all. Well, you don't do that to those cars. We don't know what's under the hood. No, we don't. But, you, you know, even a stock Yanko or those Challengers, they're... They're fast, but they're not... A lot of horses under those hoods. There is, but I, they're really just... If that Evo was built like it looks like it should be with all the outside cosmetic modifications, that thing should be fucking fast. I played a lot of Forza, and I always buy the Evo, and those things stick to the ground like nothing else. Well, that's all-wheel drive. Mm -hmm. they're, they're turboed, and they're just very fast. My and driving a Camaro is only really... It's all-wheel drive. It's a yeah. boat. It's but all over But then again, the these are basically drag races. You just got to spin it to get... So it's basically just going straight. So they should have the advantage with the Camaro, which they do. They do have the advantage because it's, they're winning. It's somewhat... I think the, the, the weak link would be the, the, the Spider, the, mm. the, the Eclipse, the convertible. Which I think Brian knew that because that's why he said, you start the race and he'll finish it. Yeah. Because he probably figured that he'd be that far ahead. Yeah. So anyway, it's a straight up go to tan the team race. You go around the barrel back. Once your partner's back, then you go first team to have both boys back wins. And they're racing for pink. So we get the race. Um, the guy in the Challenger goes for, it was the Challenger and the, the, the spider. convertible spider first. Right. And the guy in the Challenger kind of cheats. He, he, he hits a sign, sign into the way and makes uh, Rome spin out. Then we, uh, we we lose some time there. So we finally pass the line. The Evo goes, because the Camaro is already around the barrel before I think the, the Evo even gets the takeoff. Yeah, because Brian does that and thing. And he plays chicken with him, makes him spin out, and he stalls out. And I guess the car doesn't like to start when it's hot because he had a tough time starting to back up. He gets around and he wins by a bumper. Yeah, yeah, it's close. So gets the cars, and then we see these two guys with the two girls sitting there as in the they on the road as they blow by them. Yeah. Uh, I guess they brought the titles, signed them over, and we are on our way. Yep. Now we are. Uh, where do we go from there? Perfect. So it looks like we might have mixed that up. This uh, the nightclub scene actually comes after the race. No big deal. Because, you know. I knew they were back to back. I just didn't remember the yeah, order. Yeah, it's kind of a blur. So the next morning happens. And, oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about Eva this. Eva Mendez shows up 
in Brian's houseboat in his room. She's soaking wet, looking hotter than ever. And uh, it's just not fair. Yeah, no, huh? it's not fair. <laughs> She's like, Verone's, I overheard Verone, he's going to kill you uh, when you make that run. Don't make that run. And then Verone's men are, end up there. And then Tyrese walks in and he goes, Hey, Tyrone's men's are here. And then he sees Eva Men. He's like, Oh, they're probably looking for your little girlfriend. And then, oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Tyrone goes out there and distracts them. Eva Mendez kisses Brian on the mouth. And we are. Does Brian come out? Brian does come out, yeah. Does he? Yes, he walks out because then they go in and looking. And if you remember, she was in the bathroom and she goes out the top. Okay. Yeah, she goes out because the, there was like a little lip that she can go out on top of the roof. Because then they look and they yeah. go in the bathroom, the bathroom's empty. I guess she swam there. That That's what we were supposed to. I have no idea what they wanted us yeah, to Yeah, she think. was soaking wet. Yeah. You know, so I, I guess she swam there. I don't know where she, she swam from, but okay. I mean, there's a lot of plot holes in this movie, yeah, let's be clear. That's, that's a little interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that Because I think this is the night before. Because the next day, because the, the thing happens at 6 a.m. in the morning, because the, the window is from 6 to 6.15. As long as the cop gives them the window, which we'll find yeah. out in a second. It's the next day again, and then uh, so now we are. It's the, it's the day that the that we're doing the job. Mm -hmm. So now we have the well. They had the Camaro and the Challenger modified to have the ejecto cedo Because he goes, he asks, he's like, you got any small bottles of NOS with just a little bit left? Yeah, half bottles of nitrous laying around. Mm -hmm. So they wired up some uh, ejecto cedo buttons. Mm -hmm. And um, so now we have... Because, oh, this is where the guy, because the, the, the guy, whatever his name, Carter, told them that you guys are going with these other two guys. I want you all four to go. I guess they're getting a little... I guess he's getting maybe either cold feet, suspicious, or yeah. something like that. He just wants to make sure everything goes to plan, mm -hmm. have his boys with him. Mm -hmm. So he gets... Verone's guys are riding with uh, with Rome and Brian in the Challenger and the Yanko. The bald guys are in the one car, the guys with hair are in the other. Is that right? That's what it looked like to me, right? It wasn't the bald guy... Oh, no, 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 no. The bald guy's with Brian because he's the one who ends up telling them that they're going mm. to the boat. Because, uh, Who said anything about an airfield? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because that's right. where they think they're going. Yes, yes. So we are in the cars. We go. Well, first we go to a trailer park. We blow the walls out and grab all this money. Put in the duffel bags. Put in the trunks of the cars. Mm -hmm. Four duffel bags. Yeah. So where are we heading? Well, they're going to that airstrip, but this is when we see the cop uh, having a hard time of like, what decision to make. He's like, he's yeah. got them. He's like. Because, you know, all the guys yes. on the team check in and they're like, oh, they're moving around. What do we do? What do we do? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And then he's like, all right, everyone move in. He fucking turns his back on Carter and he tells all his cops to go. And this ends up into one of the craziest chase scenes you'll ever see in a movie. And I had some little editing issues with this chase scene on the highway. It was insane, by the way. But if you're ever watching it, I think the 4K exposed this because I never noticed this until the 4K, is that the clouds... Sometimes it's overcasty, sometimes it's sunny, sometimes it's light, sometimes it's dark. It's just because they shot it because well, they were shot in Miami. Well, I think you're missing something here. So, uh, Verone's man, Enrique, and Roberto ride along and watch them. Before the 15-minute window is set, Whitworth, the defective in charge, decides to call on the police to move in the arrest, resulting in a high-speed chase across the city. That's what we're talking about. Now, the duo leads the... So, yes, so I think... They're on the highway. This is a beautiful scene. Oh, no, no, no. So did we pick up the all the, the money in the Evo and the Spider? Yeah, we and just... We, and we drove to the warehouse. And yeah, we... oh, we they did set up this plan. We didn't talk about them yes. setting up the plan in the garage. Because they will do that in this scene, but we didn't know they were going to do this. They planned this out with Ludacris and everybody. And Zuki and all them. Yeah, yeah. so we get to the garage, and then Brian and, and uh, Rome, they switch cars. So they get out of the Evo and the, and the Spider, and they get in the, the Camaro and the Challenger, where Ludacris and Zuki take the... The Spider, the spider and, and the Evo. Evo. And that's the first time the top is up mm, on, the, uh, I noticed on that. the Spider. Yep, so we can't see who's in it. And when Brian says ready, you only see his face. You can't see the car he's in or any of that. Just so, to throw the viewer off. Yeah, so... Um, we pull into the warehouse, the doors open, and then first these trucks come out and blow through all the, the police cars, and then it's just a scramble. All these, all these race cars are coming out of there, and it's just a scramble, and the police go, all right, keep our eyes on that Evo and the Spider, because that's 
that's what our boys are in. But little did they know, we're, we did the old switcheroo, we're in the Camaro, we're in the, the Challenger, and we are not on camera anymore because they are following Ludacris and Zuki, mm -hmm. which they uh, end up pulling over. This is uh, my last big plot hole of this movie. You know who Ludacris calls on the phone in front of a cop? Brian. Brian. They're looking for Brian. He's on the phone with Brian. <laughs> There's a fucking cop standing right there talking to him. He's like, yeah, you really owe me. <laughs> Yeah, so they leave to a police He's warehouse. He's on speakerphone. Street rage organized by Tez disorients the police. Following the scramble, the police managed to pull over the wanted cars, only to find they were driven by Tej and Suki. Yes, we know that. As Brian approaches the destination point in the Yanko Camaro, and Enrique tells him to make a detour away from the airfield to the Tarpon Point Marina exit. Meanwhile, Roman gets rid of Roberto using the improvised ejecto seat. Yeah. Yeah, which you love that scene. Yeah, right ejecto cito, cuz. He um. blows him out the side and he's in the water. Yeah, he didn't die. Unsurprised. Probably landed right in the water. You know, probably roughed up. It looked up like shallow water. That's yeah, gonna fucking hurt. <laughs> probably got roughed up a little bit. No big deal. Yeah. Um, so, this is where we learned that uh, Verone basically figured out that uh, Eva Mendez was the. Um, was a cop because he said funny i only said i only told one person about, about the airfield and it was her so she was the one who leaked the information so now he knows that she's a cop yep so that's a good way to figure it out tell yeah. one person and if someone figures it out you know who told i'd be like you know what <laughs> you're good yeah you know <laughs> it you can do whatever you want yeah <laughs> if you're gonna still look like this yeah yeah, yeah. i can forgive you why yeah. don't you come along no on the boat yeah, we're going no for a deal. ride in a boat you like boats don't you yeah. <laughs> well, have one more time around the block um so we get to the boatyard and uh now he's got eva mendez um held hostage basically yeah, he locks her downstairs mm -hmm. rome's by himself because he got his injecto cedo worked where brian's didn't work or no did it not work? It didn't work. Remember, he kept clicking it? Yeah, he tried to get it to work. It didn't work. And they get in the fight while they're Yeah, driving. they get in the fight in the car. Rome plows into... No, he doesn't hit the Camaro, actually. He hits the... Uh, like a Navigator or something like that. Yeah. And then... Uh, so they they dispatch all of these guys, and Rome gets in the Camaro with Brian. Verone's escaping on the boat with Eva Mendez. And this is this is probably the worst part for me where you got to defy a lot of belief for this one the car the, the boat is directly to the right of the car now the car is moving probably a lot faster than that boat is and now as the car is coming down and jumps the boat just immediately is in front of it for it to land on top of it. That bothered me a little bit. I mean, it landed perfectly a on the boat. A little inconsistent, but that was a practical effect, too. Oh, it looks like it. And then, yeah, because I didn't bring up the CGI. There were some little CGI clips where they look like that. They animated some races because they were moving the camera around a lot. Yes. Which uh, I did appreciate. But John Singleton did say he wanted to make a cool movie. That's all he was going for. Yes, and he definitely did that. Yeah. So we jumped the car onto the boat. Uh, we save Eva Mendez, we capture Verone, and that's basically the end. You know, we get back to shore. Um, so it says, as a part of the deal, Markham clears... Yeah, so we get back to the shore, uh, we give the police the half money. the money, we give them half the money, then they, the police hold up their end of the bargain, we clear Brian and Rome's record, Eva Mendez goes with uh, the police, and that's pretty much the end of her for now. And then uh, after the, the cops held up their end of the bargain, Brian and Rome say, you know what? There's a few more bags in the back of the Challenger. Here they are. They give them the rest of the money, which I would have just left. And, well, they, they didn't even realize. They probably would have took the car anyway. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so Brian and, and Rome kind of walk away off screen. They reveal that they're both got some money in their My pockets. My pockets ain't empty, cuz. Yeah, <laughs> we got some money in our pockets. Rome says he's going to hang out in Miami with Brian for a while. And that is the movie. Yes. And then we cut into a CGI-filled credits, which I actually do like because it's unique. <laughs> yeah, and actually, Brian said they were going to open up a garage which never happened no i don't know if they had any because the next one's tokyo drift it's weird how this franchise started to where it is now because the first movie you had this cast and too fast too furious had this cast and then mm. the next one's tokyo drift where no main characters from these first two movies are in until the very very end and that's it until we get to fast four yeah so i think the next movie we're gonna do is it's gonna four. be 
the f Fast and Furious, mm -hmm. like which would be part four, and then we'll do uh, Tokyo Drift after six. Fast Five, six, Fast Six. Okay. Because remember the beach scene at the end of six, and then he said he's going to Japan. Yeah, I heard they're 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 doing some cool stuff in Tokyo or mm -hmm. something like that. Because Brian's with. Uh, Brewster, whatever, uh, Joanna, Jor Jordana, yeah. or Jordana Brewster, they have a kid, and he's, you know, Vin Diesel's on his own, because at that point, we'll get there, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll yeah. get there, no future spoilers. Yeah, because there's a lot to that. But yeah, this was the end of this one, and we don't have it in front of us, but Matt got the 4K collection too, and you like this 4K. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good 4K, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, I did not compare it to the Blu-ray, so I do not... Uh, I actually I did, because I popped that Blu-ray into for the prologue. Was it a big difference? Big difference. Really? Yes, the cars were flat. In no the floor. shit. Now, the 4K exposed, like I was talking about earlier, with that editing flaw with the skies. The old DVD I had, I'm telling you, it just looked overcast through the entire scene. It wasn't until I got to that 4K that I started to notice sun and everything like that. So I wonder when they were shooting the movie, if they even just thought, ah, we'll be able to cover it up, it won't even be noticeable. Hmm. So I yeah. wonder if like this is where the 4K technology does exploit some of the flaws of filmmaking. It's not impossible. Because I've seen some movies lately from the 80s and stuff like that. You, you'll notice the bad effects more when, right. you know. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. Um, I didn't really notice that, but I wasn't looking for it. Um, but overall, yeah, it uh, was a pretty damn good 4K. Ah, great 4K. Good, good, uh, good audio track, too. It's got a DTSX track. Um, and I like this, that whole box set. It's a pretty nice box set. Oh, it's a beautiful box set. I think the 4Ks are all pretty good. Like we, uh, we didn't tell you guys last week, we talked about the issues that I was having with mine. And right after the video, Matt ran it on his 4K player, which is a Panasonic 820, and couldn't find any issues. So yeah, what so we believe is, is that it's the... I was, when I watched these last year, I watched them on an Xbox Series X, which doesn't seem to be the best 4K player. So what we think is, is that it was the player's issue. Yeah, and uh, like, because I researched it online, and a majority of the people having this issue is watching it on Xboxes. So. So I think uh, if you if you don't have a dedicated 4K player, I think that's um, you're doing yourself a real disservice because I don't know how we ever watch stuff on Xbox. Like just looking back now, like you. We didn't Automatic, know that. Automatically throw Dolby Vision out the window because yeah. you don't have that. Nope. But it's just it. It's amazing how much better a dedicated player looks to just a gaming console. It's crazy because I do the comparisons all the time. And if you do have the same Sony player as me, just be careful because it does force Dolby Vision on you. And you do have yourself to, a favor and get the Panasonic. Yeah, do that if you want. But I like my Sony player. You just have to turn it off. But if you try and force that Dolby Vision on the stuff that doesn't have Dolby Vision, not only does it look worse. But it, it, your 4K player is going to have some problems reading the disc because it's like trying to put Dolby Vision over what's already on the disc and it'll make it sluggish. Just don't do that. Switch yeah. it to HDR and you'll be fine. Or mm -hmm. just do what Matt said and just get the Panasonic and then you don't got to worry at all because it does it automatically. But anyway, that is our review of Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, I love this movie. It's a fantastic movie. Um, is it a great movie? Uh, no. Maybe not, but it's a great movie. If it's you're, a great time. It's a great time. It is <laughs> yeah, a great time. Yeah. It's a great series. Um, watch along with us. Yeah, we're going to four. We're not doing release order. So Tokyo Drift is going to be the only one out of order. Mm -hmm. That'll but, end up being the seventh in this review where right. instead of number three. To do chronological order. Yep. yep. So we're going to go number four next. And so, yeah, stay tuned for next week when we do Fast and Furious. I really hate how they name these movies. Mm. So, because they're just all over the place. But anyway, guys, uh, leave your comments in the comment section below. And then while you're down there, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, search for us on all podcast services, give us a five-star rating there, grab yourself an Evo Spider, maybe a yellow slash green Mitsubishi Eclipse. Eclipse? No, it's a you Lancer. Said Evo Spider. I said an Evo Spider? You sure did. All right, well, I fucked the whole ending up. So anyway, guys, why don't you guys go out, grab an Evo and a Spider, and then go down, do some street racing. Tell all your friends about us, and then we'll be seeing you around. <laughs>